Happy holidays, Hellcats! On this episode of Ew, That's Creepy podcast, the twins will be discussing the history of Christmas ghost stories. And we officially are resurrecting the tradition of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Now let's get creepy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to You That's Creepy podcast. It's Jackie and Melissa here again. We hope you guys are having an amazing holiday season. We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and all of that. The last couple weeks, the last couple episodes, I felt like Jackie and I both said we're getting really rough. They were pretty yeah. dark. Yeah, it was a lot of dark stories back to back, even though I felt like they were good ones. And it seems like a lot of people really enjoyed the Uber episodes, but we just feel like these ones need to be a little light, especially since Christmas and the holidays are coming up. We can't make it too dark again for you guys. Definitely. The the Uber killers and the female family annihilators back to back was a lot. <laughs> but Jackie and I today instead wanted to talk paranormal and talk about Christmas ghost stories. We haven't done paranormal in a while. I, I don't know. even I miss it. I'm like blanking on what our last paranormal episode even was. So clearly that means it's been too long. Damn. Wow. Yeah, we're going to need to do some again because it's been way too long. I kind of miss watching creepy stuff, too. I haven't watched anything like Haunting or Paranormal Witness or anything on the Discovery app in a while. (laughs) But I'm going today to tell Jackie about the history of Christmas ghost stories. It'll be a pretty quick episode because there's not... It's not a lengthy history. It's pretty basic. Um, But it's kind of fun, and I never really thought about it, why they say everyone in, well, in the United States, the Andy Williams song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, has the lyric, there'll be scary ghost stories in it. And no one in the United States actually tells ghost stories around Christmas. So I was like, where the hell does that come from? But there's, there's like Krampus that obviously... Which I know is an older story, so... But that's not from the United States. I thought that was German. Yeah, you're right. It's not from the U.S., but it's still, (laughs) like, I know I've heard of at least one older ghost story. Christmas ghost story. Well, we'll talk about the most famous one. So, a lot of my research came from articles from the Smithsonian and then History Channel, classic sources for some history. (laughs) It's hard to say when the tradition of ghost stories began, because it's really so old, it predates written records. But most people believe that it primarily started in Europe and was popular, gained popularity during the Victorian era. And I'm saying specifically telling ghost stories around Christmas and around December. Christmas started through the pagan Yule celebration 
which was celebrating the winter solstice, which would usually be the darkest day of the year. People at this time believed that the darkness in the nighttime had close ties to the dead. Spooky. The Smithsonian article noted that the darkest day of the year was usually in December, um, a couple weeks before Christmas. So that was kind of, people thought at that time it was really dark outside. You know, we all have to, the sun sets around five and people thought that when it's darker, the spirits were closer to the human realm and they could interact with people more. I think that too. I mean, basically all scary movies are set at nighttime. So yeah, I guess just the natural fear of people not knowing what's out there when we're in the dark, like our primal fear. It's something that we're born with. You're afraid of the dark because you don't know what could be there. Primal instinct. So, of course, people love to tell ghost stories even all the way back to the time of the Yule celebration pre-Christmas, which is pretty funny to think about how long people have been telling ghost stories. Like, I wonder what a ghost story from the 1500s would even contain? What do you, would even be like? Hmm. I think it would just be something simple, like waking up and someone's in your room or an entity visiting you at night in a dream. Oh yeah. Something like that. Where you wake up and just everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not so bad. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Even if people didn't fully believe in the spiritual realm and being closer to spirits and and being closer to spirits and all that, December did have some drawbacks. People were unable to work because jobs back then were primarily labor jobs, farming, things like that, that were done outside in the daytime. So basically everyone had to stop working earlier. They would go home to their family, have a fire since it was cold and dark, and everyone would sit around, chit-chat, and this is where it led to ghost stories being told. And it's also said, I read in one article, um, I don't remember which, and I thought this was interesting, that also at the end of the year, you know, people are reflecting over everything that would have taken place. It's kind of sad to say, but back then, they would have lost some loved ones, I'm sure, because people didn't live as long. So maybe that was another thing with ghost stories being so popular. People thinking about, you know, a little, it's, it's Christmas now and we love it. But at that time, it was probably a little morbid for all of them. It's cold. It's dark. The year's dreary. Yeah. The year's about to end. All these different factors together basically led to ghost stories being told around December and in the wintertime. During these times, it became common to think up a ghost story or people would share stories that they heard while they were in town, which was pretty cool because you didn't need to be able to read or write at this time. All of the stories were just being passed along word of mouth through friends in town, you know, the farmer next door, all that stuff. So it was pretty fun because when you think about it, these stories just evolve from person to person I wonder if people were putting their own little spin on it and whatnot. Oh, I'm sure they were. Everything, though, changed when we kind of moved from the Victorian era 
when it changed to the industrial era, or I'm sorry, the industrial revolution, there was a lot of updates with technology and things like that. Specifically, the creation of the printing press, which, as you know, could print words down instead of handwriting them, which made printing things a lot faster. Hearing the Industrial Revolution gave me a flashback to high school where I was like, Oh my God, I Why know. did it seem like we talked about the Industrial Revolution for two years in high school? Yeah, and the Holocaust. Oh my God. Like two things that I feel like every high school really, really focuses on. We'd sit there for 45 minutes and like learn about the Holocaust and then they'd be like, okay, now go to gym. And we'd yeah. like carry on about our day. Go be happy now. Ugh, anyway. So when the printing press was created during the Industrial Revolution, literacy rates among common folk skyrocketed because everyone wanted to read newly printed books and tales and all that stuff. Editors and writers were really busy at that time because it was just booming in the printing industry. So when December rolls around, people still want to partake in their old traditions of scary ghost stories and things like that. But instead of just repeating them orally, businessmen were like, we could cash out on printing these stories and selling them. And people also realized that you could compile a bunch of different stories together and print them and tell multiple different ghost stories. That is pretty cool. I would buy that book for sure. I know. I wonder if there are any vintage old ones. Oh, I'm sure there are. Families in Europe, specifically England, would still gather around their fireplaces during the cold, dark December nights. But instead, they would read their spooky story rather than telling it orally. The tradition still remained... Basic storybooks were produced cheaply for lower-class families. There were also expensive and fancier versions. So, again, it's really cute because I felt like everyone could partake in this. Books could be, you know, if you were lower-class, you were able to get some of these books. They were really cheap. So, it's really awesome that everyone could tell a ghost story around December. Just a little friendly family bonding over ghost stories. <laughs> yeah. The History Channel also pointed out that a lot of the ghost stories at this time, and the more we're about to talk about in a second, they had characters of all different classes. In ghost stories, you'll find the hardworking lower class hero. Then there will be a spooky mansion on a hill. So it really just drew people in, everyone. And we obviously can't discuss Christmas ghost stories without discussing the legend. Christmas Carol? Yes, that's not the person, but (laughs) that is, yeah, what I was looking for. (laughs) Charles Dickens, the writer of A Christmas Carol. Some people say he invented Christmas. I was like, all right, taking it a little far. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, he did reinvent Christmas in a way with his book, um... I'm sure many of you know A Christmas Carol, long story short, a story about an angry old man who has met with the ghosts of Christmas that teach him life lessons and he changes his ways. How sweet. The ghosts of Christmas past. And present. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And um, Tiny Tim, 
book. Oh my god. Yeah, and at the end, everything. (laughs) Tiny Tim lives and everything turns it around. Yeah, learns from his mistakes of the past. You guys know the story. When that book was published, it was an instant success. It sold thousands of copies within the first week. I could do an entire episode just on the creation and publication of that book. There was a lot of drama with publishing it and all these people copying it and selling it because there were no copyright laws at the time. Wow, people going crazy. It's funny because it said that this book changed people's opinions about Christmas and about other people in general. People were really giving after they wrote this book. And he did change the views of Christmas where people thought more it's a time for giving and celebrating and things like that. But it's funny because I'm like, then at the same time, all these people are copying his book and selling it for like cheap to make money. I'm like, did you guys read A Christmas Carol? Yeah, true. (laughs) It was... Would Scrooge approve of that behavior (laughs) at the end of the book? Would Ebenezer give the okay on that? (laughs) He would not, and <laughs> neither would any of those three ghosts, nor Tiny Tim. <laughs> there were three. I don't even, I Wasn't seriously it? don't even remember at this point. I haven't watched it in so long. Isn't that, I definitely know there's a Muppets version, too. Oh, yeah, I have that in here. The Muppets version, the best. There's even, like, horror versions now where it's scary. But I think there's, I'm pretty sure there's the ghost of the Christmas past, present, and future. And in the future, he sees that. Oh, yeah. Girl. He sees that Tiny Tim dies, and he gets all uh-huh. sad, and he changes his face. Okay, yeah. How could I forget? He realizes he's, he's a huge prick, and he must change. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says uh, in the movie, exactly. <laughs> That's basically what I though. So. <laughs> you could sum up a Christmas carol in one sentence. <laughs> He's a huge prick and he realizes he needs to change. The end. (laughs) But, yeah, Charles Dickens, this was the most famous Christmas ghost story of all time. Like we all know. It is crazy, too, because when I was reading about it, I didn't know that A Christmas Carol basically made the phrase Merry Christmas common. People didn't say it in passing around December. Okay, that much I did not know. And it's funny when you think about how many people say humbug and call each other Scrooge around the holidays and stuff. It was kind of funny. I was at work the other day and I literally walked down the hallway and heard someone in their office yell like humbug or something. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. This is like <laughs> oh my gosh. Christmas movie. I'm picturing be- you being in the office in a Santa Claus when he says, or in Christmas with the Cranks when he says he's not celebrating Christmas and they're all like shunning him. And everyone's angry. Yeah. Anyway, so with the popularity of A Christmas Carol, then there were more Christmas ghost stories being written, and there were a lot of writers who wanted to do more of a paranormal aspect. Charles Dickens, his version was Christmas and family-oriented, so then people started to write more spooky versions and things like that. One of the most famous examples of a Christmas ghost story that was written in 1898 by Henry James is called The Turn of the Screw. 
It's a gothic novella, and it starts with a group of friends sitting around a campfire on Christmas Eve when they decide to tell some ghost stories. I need to read that. Sounds good. I was going to say, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was written in the late 1800s, so I'm sure it could be a little hard to read at points, but I do want to read that. Yeah. Some people, though, were critical that A Christmas Carol was specifically like 50-50 about the meaning in Christmas and family and giving, and then the other half was the ghosts. So the other stories weren't as popular. Nothing really caught on because no one could find that magic where it was the perfect mix of both. I would still be interested, of course, you know, Jackie and I would still read all the ghost stories back then. But it just didn't, that's why other stories didn't become the household names and whatnot. Yeah, I honestly can't think of any other. I can't either. Christmas, like, themed scary movies that are just, you know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, not a lot of um, Christmas spook. The United States didn't get on board with the Christmas ghost stories A Christmas Carol was popular in the United States, but just the book itself, no one actually was telling ghost stories on Christmas or anything like that. One reason could be that Catholicism and religion at the time was more strict about Christmas being celebrating Jesus and things like that. So you're not going to bring in ghost stories when it's around that time, the birth of Jesus. Another reason, though, and the main real reason why the United States doesn't do the Christmas ghost stories is just because of how popular Halloween is and always has been. Americans just don't seem to want two holidays that involve spook. I do. I do, too. I mean, this was more so, like, in the 1900s, the 1800s, why it was primarily in Europe and primarily in England and not in the United States. Some people believe that this song, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, the lyric about telling ghost stories was specifically a nod to a Christmas carol rather than an actual tradition. Oh, well. Some also, though, just believe it could be maybe some people in certain families do tell ghost stories. Everyone has their little different Christmas traditions Jackie and I open one present on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I feel like other people do that. I've heard some people say they've done it. They do that too. I have too. So like, I wonder, you know, that's not something that I've seen in movies or things like that, but that's something that I feel is pretty common in the United States. Maybe people do sit down with their families and tell ghost stories. It's just not in pop culture and stuff, but... It would be a really cool movie, a scary movie, if, like, people were meeting up for Christmas and sat around and told scary stories, and it was, like, an anthology of their scary stories. That would be awesome. And they're all Christmas or Mm winter-themed, winter-related. Yeah. Should Jackie and I write it? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That'd be cool. (laughs) Uh, So I read some people in England do still tell ghost stories. One of the articles I was reading specifically said the author said that every year her and her family do sit down on either Christmas Eve or Christmas and still tell ghost stories. And I believe they said it's just a way for them to drink and get together and tell them. But the ghost stories are 
a way, just an excuse for the family to get together, you know, maybe not talk about let's be thankful and gifts and all that and just tell a little ghost story. That's cute. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. So whether you're partaking in a Christmas ghost story, whether you are sharing a warning about Krampus, ooh, <laughs> I think it's fun to add some spook into the holidays. If you guys celebrate Christmas, let us know if you tell ghost stories. Let <laughs> us know if you guys have any spooky Christmas ghost stories of your own. Yeah, I def- I was trying to look up some. I found some story. I found a lot of weird stories where people swore that they saw Santa Claus. And I don't know. It was making me feel weird. But yeah, I was... I think it's really fun, and I want to partake in this tradition. So, on Christmas when we're all sitting around eating, let's uh, I'll clink my glass and be like, Jackie and I have an announcement. And then I'll just pull out my phone and start reading a Christmas ghost story. I think that's a great idea. Or I'll just start reading from a Christmas carol itself. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I love that. Well, like Jackie said, let us know if you guys tell any ghost stories around the holidays. Let us know if you have any Christmas traditions, any Christmas spook. We are into it. We are. And we hope you guys are staying warm this winter. And as always, we hope you guys are staying safe. Be careful out there. Hellcats, hiss at everybody. Never be afraid to pull your claws out. If you feel your fur standing up. Yeah, if you feel threatened. So, stay safe out there in these cold, chilly winter nights. And we will see you guys next time for another episode of Ooh, That's Creepy Podcast. Thank you for listening and happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ooh, That's Creepy Podcast. Or send us an email at Ew, that's creepypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.